Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome along to this week's Rugby Pod. I'm your host, Andy Rowe, and I'm joined, as usual, by Big Jim Hamilton and Andy Good. Coming up on the show, Don Armand, who's missed out on the England squad, and also, hopefully, the showdown everyone's been waiting for, Joe Marler might be joining us. A big thank you to everyone that came along to our live show in Soho on Wednesday. A 350 ticket sellout. I think there's probably more than that. Big thanks to Guinness for helping put it on. Uh, hell, of a, hell of a night, guys. What, what time did you finish up? You guys well, carry I, on afterwards? I, I was hanging the next day. Really? I, I was absolutely ball-bagged. What a night, though. It was good, wasn't it? Good fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we good had a bunch good of people. Fun. That bloke with his tits out everywhere. Size of him. The poor bloke. The poor, mate, what about me? You seen the video? It's gone Showbiz viral. Hamilton. I'm on stage. You talk about killing it. No, yeah, but you talk about why the hell do you take your top off? Everyone's screaming, mate. You only take your top off if you've got a decent rig, mate. You give the crowd what they want. Ferris took his top off, and I and said, uh, "Yeah, Ferris took his top off. How good is his rig? What about the shape on it? He him? is ripped to the hills. Yeah, he's ripped to the nines. And you've, you've taken yours off, and there's scars from your I've C looked, section. There's a I'm lack looking, of chest. I'm, look, I'm watching it back. I mean, noodle arms everywhere. My arms are pretty skinny, lean. Hell of a rendition, though. Thanks. Well, he's, yeah. he's taken it from his mate, hasn't he? Yeah, there's been a bit of social media chat about that. You're stealing a, one of uh, the Kelly Brown... Plagiarism. Favorites. What, what That's they, Kelly Brown, mate. It's called a cover. It's called plagiarism. It's called a cover version. And I so you're, you're a cover cover, then? Did so you he, he did the cover version. Yeah. And then you covered him. So you're covering like, Kelly Brown. Cover yeah. cover. I, I it's I like being reserve reserve. You know, when you take 23 men in the squad, there's always 24th and 25th man. No one wants to be the travelling reserve. That's a bit like Jim. That's no, because no, I, I wanted to be that travelling reserve. Oh. I got up there. I just looking back at it and listening back. I've got power in my voice. Power on the pitch. Power in my voice. And you're fucking dreaming, aren't you? Straight power <laughs> on it, mate. It was good for the value of it for the crowd. The sound of it, mate. It wasn't. It was like well, you. When I sat back down, you, quote unquote, you said to me, "You were absolute steam. You had about ten pints of Guinness." You said. Mate, absolutely love that, mate. I did. I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but when you listen back to the sound quality, yeah, well, there's, no, there's no career in singing there for you, is it? But well, showbiz, like drag, maybe a bit of drag. Drag? Yeah. You could drag queen. Drag? You could be a drag queen. Oh, there was a bit more of a story on Titty Von Tramp that um, Ferris gave us, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. We can't probably reveal that in the, show, the yeah. live shows. Yeah. Can you? Can we'll you? get a oh. ticket and we'll talk about it again. Well, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. We've got a, we've got a live show <laughs> no coming No comment out. from Jim? <laughs> Got a live show coming up in Bristol in November, and then uh, we're heading back to the spot where it all first started, uh, our first live show at the Cabbage Patch in Twickenham in December, so keep an eye on eventbrite.co.uk for tickets to that. Uh, thanks also to Rugby Pass uh, as well for their help, and you can also watch this uh, very pod on rugbypass.com if you want to check it out, um, and check out Andy and Jim's fashion choices today. We've both come dressed in fancy dress in terms of Halloween, and we look like ghosts. You've never seen... Bin bags under the eyeballs like Goody's got in your life. <laughs> Goody thought, looks sick. Thanks, mate. Is that, that's you know, like you hang with the young kids, and you probably do because you're a bit weird. But the youth speak like that. Goody looks sick. That means you look hench. That means, well, I, mate, that means I look well, awesome. It must mean the other way because you look ill. Oh, I'm a bit tired. I'm not going to lie. That's what twins does to you, Jim. Mate, you've got a night nanny. I know. I'm absolutely not. I'm also binging in the fridge at three o'clock in the morning when I, you know, I might have a night nanny. But it doesn't stop my feeds in the middle of the night for me. Just because they're eating, I was that means say, I've got to eat. You've put on a bit. How's that juicing diet going? Out the window. I still haven't started it, to be honest. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell but me about you, though, Jim. Your twins are home, aren't they? No night, nanny. I'm absolutely ball-bagged. Right. 
Actually, Oliver Taylor uh, tweeted in, how many times has Jim knocked on with the twins in hand? Yeah, yeah. great you can't, And here's the point. You can't knock it on from the sideline. So I had a chat with Jim today. I was like, mate, twins, three-hour feeds, right? So it's a three-hour schedule. They eat every three hours. I was like, tell me about the three o'clock in the morning one or the six o'clock in the morning one. Every three hours, he's like, I don't know anything about them, mate, to be honest. The fucking missus is doing it. I'm in the spare room. I'm in the spare room. He's doing nothing. I said to my missus, you want another kid? I was like, you're up in the night. She was like, all right. You know, the annoying thing about that for you probably, Jim, is that you hear the doors opening and closing. It's waking you up in the middle of the night, isn't it? Noisy. The first night it was. The first night it was. It was like I could hear them crying in the night. I went in at half seven in the morning. My missus looked like she was dead. (laughs) I was like, what was all that racket about last night? I'm absolutely fucked this morning. And she just looked at me and I said, I'll go and get the breakfast done. But then now I've, I've, done, I've got something quite smart, right? So in October, people think, why the hell would you have a fan on in your, in your bedroom? Because if you put a fan on full power, you can't hear a thing. Like I'm in bed at midnight, right? Balls I, out or not? How do you sleep? Start bollock naked. Yes. Start bollock well, naked. I've got the picture of it, so uh, yeah. we can show that. So. Ravo's arm, my mate Slug finds it quite weird because we used to share a bed together in Leicester and I was naked. <laughs> Um, all the time. I don't know what it, I, I can't, met Ravo's arm on the, at the live pod. Hell of a piece. But either you can't understand why I sleep naked. I sleep naked. It's not pretty. Oh God, very hairy. I could imagine. No, no, uh, no. Undercarriage. You know the. Un- you've seen. Well, I have seen the undercarriage. That yes. is clean as a whistle. Yeah. So, but that's it. Get the fan on. If you if you've got kids, get in the spare room. A good another good one as well. To say to the wife, you feel ill. <laughs> if you're ill, you oh, can't yeah. be around babies. So I'm I'm ill. After the live podcast on Thursday, I was sick as a dog. I've got no doubt you were the amount you were chopping. <laughs> How good was that? That was good fun. That. Oh, I was a great fan. Apart from you, you bottled it again, didn't you? Mate, I got off. Didn't bottled I? it? Did you see who was in the crowd? The Australian. The Australian. Apparently, people were getting them to try and or trying to get them to come up and, and challenge me for another pint. Off. Could you imagine? Same if you guy. Did? Same, Same guy. guy. Was Stop he it. Came. Was he really? He came. Yeah. Oh. I was so happy when he didn't come up. I didn't oh, he didn't want to. Go. He didn't really want to come up either, did he? No he one wants to go through that. Twice. He didn't fancy six six pints of Guinness. The, on the place would have erupted, okay. though. Eh? Jesus. So you bottled it. You let us down. Did you, I? Well, we gave you an option. We all had a chop off on stage yeah. with our tops off, apart from Goody. I, I didn't get my. Why top not? Off. Why do you not you want really to take top the, off? You let the team down there, Goody. Well. Here's the thing. How desperate are you to have to feel you need to take your top off so people video it? I just don't... I'm not bothered in my life. Win the crowd, mate. Mate, I Win won the, the crowd. crowd. I won the crowd. No, you I take... I hear them chanting my name. Mate, you take... You... They were one. I heard them booing you when you turned up late. No, no, no. They were saying, goodie. Oh, I thought they Booby. Booby. Well, that's when that other fella got his tits out. And I heard what you said. What? When I got up. You don't want to see him. He's got bigger tits than that last fella, that poor bloke. Mate, he, he, he could get a, a goody bra for Christmas. A gooby. He could the do gooby a gooby bra. Mate, seriously, imagine, imagine the rugby pod gabooby bra for Christmas for every man that has man boobs, like goody. Really? You tell a few. All right. Let's go on to the news. We were talking about uh, drugs policy with players uh, getting warned uh, for the use of recreational drugs last week. Jim, it's... Uh, Fair to say you won't be getting any Cuban cigars for Christmas this year. How's social media been treating you, mate? Well, just just before we talk about that, I've gone away and I've tried to get a bit of research on it. Mate, no one knows. No one knows what what the rules are. So, you know, I've tried to get in contact with the RPA. No comment. Drugs are taboo. Oh, mate, the rules... Are you talking about going back to Hardy? Yeah, I'm going going back to the alleged drug use of John Hardy. Yeah, I... it's very different, apparently, in Scotland to uh, to England. The way the the laws are on recreational drug use. 
Anyway, we don't know enough about it. So, But let's go back to the Cuban facts. Let's go back to your mate on Twitter. I was shit scared when it came through. You're getting arrested for something. Well, that's what he was saying. Did you see this on Twitter? Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. I didn't quite understand why you'd get arrested. So basically, a guy who listens to the, clearly listens to the podcast, Tim Cole. He was Hello, a week, Tim. Hi, Tim. He's got a great picture on his Mate, social he could, media. He can actually do with a hair transplant like, he, like myself. He looks very important. So the migration envoy for the at foreign office, which must exist, the former UK ambassador to Cuba. Oh, he's a Wasp fan. There I never go. saw this. In our Coventry. Yo. This is why. So he's basically tweeted me saying, heard you talking on the rugby pod about drugs in Cuba where I was a UK ambassador. Don't do it, mate. It's illegal and a long time in prison. Now, well, two, two I, questions. What did I say? Is he saying doing drugs is illegal and a long time in prison? If so, state in the obvious. Or two, is he saying talking about drugs in Cuba could get you banged up? That's what I thought. That was mm. an issue. I was, I was uh, scared. What? The initial part was, I was like, bang, Mate, I said, Jim, Jim said it, bang him up. He's like, yeah, bang him up, throw away the kid. Yeah. See you in prison, son. You'd no. get a right doing over in prison. Mate, that's... I'd get a what? A right doing... Your rear end would be in all sorts of trouble. Pretty, pretty boy. I wouldn't get out of prison. I'd be there. I'd be, killing, I'd be killing people bare knuckles. <laughs> and they'd be like, we ain't releasing this bloke from jail. He, he's, he's an a, animal. He's a killer. <laughs> so, but yeah, I was scared. I was worried. But that's how far the, the rugby pod reaches now. It reaches Cuban prisons. Well, maybe not, but it reaches a guy that could get us into a Cuban prison. Let's get in there. Let's I wonder if we could do a, a podcast from a Cuban from prison. Cuba. We can make a holiday out of it. Maybe uh, the UK Foreign Office can sort that out. There we go. Um, last week, Marlon Yard was off to France. Yardy? Now uh, we're talking about him going to sail as early as a couple of weeks. Well, he's obviously had a big fallout at Quinn's, hasn't he? Clearly. Um, uh, Attitude-wise, I wouldn't say he's top of the list in terms of the most professional all-encompassing team player out there. Um, why, why? Have you heard anything along them lines? Oh, mate, we've got Joe Marler on the phone later, hopefully. I go back to a game I played against Quinns for Wasps, and Quinns have put a kick through. I've won the race somehow <laughs> to get back to the ball and just ushered it into touch by holding onto it. When I say won the race, I think I must have had a 40-metre head start. I had the ball. Marlon Yards got there, trying to rip the ball off me to take a quick line out. You know you see it sometimes on the side of the pitch. And he's like, give us the ball. I'm like, mate, jog on, you knob. I, right. need, I need to breathe. Yeah. I need to slow this game down to my pace, son. <laughs> anyway, out the corner of my eye, I see Joe Marler coming over. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I'm going to get the living daylights. I'm going to get ragdolled around it. Why? why? Why would you? Well, Marler's like... You'll find out in the ring, mate. He's oh, I, well, I, I disagree with you. Marla, I can see him at the corner of my eye. Mohican, blonde hair coming everywhere. Comes over, grabs the pair of us. He's like, Goody, I can leave him alone, mate. Not even we like him. Oh, no. He's his own teammate. So we'll ask, we'll ask Joe Marla about him, actually. But, you know, he's divisive. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of players in and around the game that are. But his attitude, from what I hear, isn't great and never has been. Turns out late for training. Stinking attitude. Rates himself highly. He's obviously fallen foul of, of John Kingston's new sort of disciplinary rules and regulations at Quinns. And from what I hear, Quinns want rid of him. And I love the interview. Steve Diamond, so Ugo Monia's come out on BT Sport and said it's done deal. He'll be here as quickly as the next 10 days or two weeks, whatever he said. Steve Diamond's like, no, I've not spoken to him. Say <laughs> so. it'll take him, though. Our long-time listener, Ben Bacon, just on that, uh, has asked, given the yard move, who's the most divisive player that you've ever had in a squad? What does that mean? Who divisive. caused the most problems within the squad? Who caused the most problems? Yeah, who was the person? Goody. Actually, I was going to say you. Why? Well, for our Leicester days. You ran, you ran Team See You Next Tuesday. That, that's a good thing. That, that's a good thing. Man. No, I'm joking. Um, most divisive player. 
You get you. This is the thing. You get a lot of guys in the team, don't you? That like a moan. Isn't that a normal thing in a team? So you get. I think it's a normal team in any de- walk of life. So come on then. Is there anyone in your your career, Goody? That you... I'm trying to think now. It's a good. It's a very good so question. So Shane Garrity. Uh, yeah, he was divisive because you'll sit in a uh, in a review after a game, and one of my big bugbears in life. We all make mistakes on the field. Don't get me wrong. You drop a pass. You miss a tackle. You do something. You you're out of position. You've misread a play. Whatever it is, you put a kick straight out. When it's clear as day, you've made a mistake. Put your hand up. My bad boy, sorry. Players make mistakes. Players drop balls. Players miss tackles. Players fly out of line thinking they're going to solve an issue in defence and it opens up a hole and they go... But you get to a video and it's all about education for coaches that you have your Monday review and you pick out things you've... The team pick out things they've done well, pick out things individually that you can do better and pick out system errors and stuff like that. How many times have you sat in a video session where players, it's clear as day to everyone, a player's made a mistake, and that very player is sat there going, no, I did that because of this, and it was his fault, and it was his, or it was him, it, was, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. Wasn't that was me. me. Everyone's <laughs> try, everyone trying to blame me the whole time. Like, it's because you were me. shit. <laughs> that ain't me. But I do, I do remember one thing, Goody. So this is me, younger days at Leicester, right? And we, I think we were playing Worcester, team run day. And Marcello was there. You kick him the ball. I was kicking the ball really high. Okay. Was there. And we were doing the defence thing. You know, like normally, like a lot of teams go, ready, ready, and in. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. Goody's shouting this. Marcello is again. No, no. no, it wasn't Marcello. Oh, was it? No. See wrong again. No, I know who it was. Who I, was didn't, it? I didn't want to say his name. Yeah. I got very well with Mar- Marcello the Freighter. Can I say the coach who it was? Cockers. Is a can. That's what I'm going to do. Cockers, uh, you, is it? I didn't no, want to no, say no. You talk about divisive characters, though. When Richard Cockle was a player, and it's probably why he's been quite successful as a DOR, when Richard Cockle was a player, he was very divisive in that group because when he didn't get picked, when Dorian West got picked ahead of him at Leicester, Dorian West was best mates with Dean Richards. Cockers was poisonous, as you like, in a team environment, wasn't he? Passionate, I used to call it. I call it poisonous. Um... And, and that's the thing, and you get that, players get dropped and f and blind and, you know, you, you do cause a bit of angst within the squad at times. But when... that's what you want. I hate this thing of, oh, I get dropped, yeah, you're in it for the team, be positive. You know, we, when, when we saw O'Driscoll get dropped for the, the final test against South Africa, uh, Australia, 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 yeah. Australia in 2013, you're thinking, he's going to be raging. Like, he ain't thinking initially, oh, it's all about the team. And Of course, you want the team to do well. But your natural instinct says, he's a cunt, he's a cunt, I'm better than him, he's shit, that coach is shit. Like, that's a natural thing for anyone at any club, any level. I don't care what anyone says and what they say. And I was one of them players, so I got dropped from the 2015 World Cup squad. I was as surprised as all you. No, no one was surprised. I was surprised. No one was surprised. Didn't get in. Absolutely. Look how well they did as well. They should have got to the semis. They should have have got to the final because they could have beaten Argentina. But... The way that that was treated, I was mishandled there by the coach, was the worst thing that's ever happened in my career. Probably not spoken too much about it. Tell the story. Do you want to tell the story? Yeah, tell the story. All right. We've got all night. Okay. That's what we're here for. Got the so, violin. I've got the violin. Well, Hold on. We obviously piss about here quite a lot. No problem. So I had in my head, right, that if I got into the World Cup training camp and I got to the Rugby World Cup 2015, my third World Cup, <laughs> then... Mate, anyone could get three World Cups in Scotland. <laughs> if you're Scot- you don't even have to be Scottish anymore to play for them. So I said to myself, that would be my last involvement with Scotland. So I went balls out to do everything that I could. So end of, end of, Literally balls out? Literally balls out, mate. On I, 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 I was, I was swimming. I was swimming the whole time. 
So, in the lead up to the World Cup, is obviously at the end of a long season. And I've said to myself, I'm going to train on my own. I'm going to make sure I'm in the best possible shape I could be. Leave no stone unturned, which was a first for me because I wasn't always thinking that. Back in the Leicester days, you used to love the piss. But one thing I've always done is train hard. But this one, I was like, I'm going to do everything I can. Train hard? Yeah, reap the benefits. That's how I live my life. <laughs> World Cup training, rock up, Adonis. <laughs> right? I am ripped to the hills. I'm the fittest I've ever been, right? So we do what's known as a yo-yo test. In the olden days, it was, oh, a, yeah, bleep, you get? It was a bleep test. 14-6, I reckon. I got 19-2. Lies. So I got the highest score that I've ever got, and I beat... Or every, this is a, are you laughing? I'm telling you now, I'm going to tell you how it goes down. So I got the highest score in all of the front five, okay? So that meant when we got to France, the rabbit gate, okay, when we got to France, we were training altitude, I had to train with all the back rows, mm. and... All the front five went and did a strongman session, but because of my, my yo-yo score was so high, I trained with the back rows. So we're doing these down and ups, down and ups. Tits I am, out, tits mate, out I, yeah, tits out. I am 100 metres behind the next person. Like, I'm six foot ten with heels, and I'm behind, 100 metres behind. Vern's there. How much do you fucking want a beer? Show me how much you want a beer. I'm like, I can barely, like, literally my eyes are in the back of my head, <laughs> thinking, you know, just head down, keep going, just obviously keep nodding. So, three games in the, in the warm-up matches. I play two of them. Against? Ireland, we win. Stop it. Oh, yeah, Ireland, we win. It started? Started. Yeah. And then we go over to Italy in Turin, right? And we win the game in ridiculous conditions. So, two wins. More, quite, quite more, more until the cows come home. Yeah. So, we're in Italy, and this is where it changed, and this is where I realised there was a big issue with me and Vern. So a couple of the guys pulled out of the game. I actually started in the, in the Italy game. I weren't meant to. Grant Gilchrist was meant to, but he got ill the day of the game. So we played the game. Horrible conditions. We win the game. The morning, I wake up. It's five o'clock in the morning. Everyone's at team breakfast, and there's a few guys that are ill. Five o'clock in the morning? Five o'clock in the morning. Team breakfast to leave. Oh, to come okay. straight. You come straight in from the night out, right? Yeah, exactly. Have you? No. Oh. So professional. So Vern's there at breakfast and Vern Cotter had this thing that everyone had to shake everyone's hand in the morning. Very French. Which I didn't agree with. I that's, thought, the way, that's the way the French do it. Well, Greg, Gregor Townsend does it now. And I spoke to Gregor Townsend about this situation. So it's a, it's a French way that every single morning you have to shake everyone's hand. I've got up in the morning at half five and there's a load of lads standing around at the, uh, waiting for the breakfast buffet to come out. So Goody, you would, would have been there. If you Fuck, were. I'd have been in front of the queue, mate. So... No one was shaking anyone's hand because some guys were ill. It's half five in the morning. We're waiting to go. Everyone's rushing. Next thing, Vern smashes his hand on the table, stands up. He's like, what is this? What is this? And I'm thinking, what's happened? Is someone like just brought a bird back? Like, what's happened? Yes. Next thing, he corners me out. He said, you should know better. And I'm thinking, what the hell went down last night? I was just in bed, like shitting through the eye of a needle. I'm I, like, what's happened? And he's like... Get outside now. He's like, you should be shaking people's hands. When you get up to breakfast in the morning, you shake everyone's hands. Mate, he's going mad. He's speaking to me like a fucking dog. I'm like, mate, who are you speaking to like that? I was like, I've come down at breakfast. Half the squad are ill. It's five o'clock in the morning. I can barely see. And you're going mad at me for shaking people's hands. Like, what, what is this? And anyway, ended up getting a phone call the next week on the Saturday saying, Jim... You're not in the squad. We're only taking three second rows. We're taking Richie and Johnny Gray, and we're taking Grant Gilchrist. Okay, I said to him, "Look, 
I said, I appreciate your honesty. Thanks for calling me. I'm disappointed. I'll be at home waiting if there's an issue. And then hung up the phone and went, you can't. Hung up the phone, naturally raging. Greg Laidrell rings me on the Saturday night and says, oh, Jim, have you seen the squad? Mate, good you're not in. Obviously celebrating I'm not in. He said, Tim Swinson's in the squad. I was like, Tim Swinson? I said, well, surely he's just called up to the training squad. He's not been there. He's been on his honeymoon. That fucker's been on his honeymoon for six weeks and gets called up into the World Cup squad, having not done a day's training. Good player, though. Mate, it was irrelevant. He could be the best player in the world. But you talk about being a cunt, right? And then you talk about how I felt after. Did I support Scotland during the World Cup? I could sit here and say, oh, I was buzzing. I wanted them to win everything. I was raging. Like, I couldn't even watch it. And then someone was saying, have you seen watching the Australia game? Scotland are winning. And I was devastated. Like, and it got to the point where, honestly, did I want Scotland to win? I didn't, know. There was a part of me that did because my mates were there. But deep down, I didn't want them to win. What, go on to a semi-final to play Argentina? I've played Argentina four times. I've fucking beat Argentina four times. He's gone. They'll get in the final. He's gone. But I, was, I was raging. I was raging. It took me about a year to get over that where then I was like, I want Scotland to do well. But, mate, you talk, that, that's, what you, that, that's what you're saying. It, but if I didn't give a shit about what I did and didn't care about my job, that, oh, yeah, that's great, no worries, yeah, you just go there and win everything, I want you to win and do well. The competitive edge inside you says, no, if I'm not playing, I don't want them to do well. Okay, so I've got a question. So you announced, when you found out, and, and rightfully, you were treated pretty badly. And we've yeah. all, you know, I've been at clubs where I've been treated badly, in my opinion. Yeah. You announced your retirement straight away from... When you didn't make the squad. From the next day. From, yeah, from international rugby. So I flew up, I flew up, this is on the Saturdays told me, I've flown up Saturday night, stayed over. Up went to, out, back up to Scotland. Back up to Scotland, went out, had a few beers on my own, and I went into the office at six o'clock in the morning, and Vern was in the office, knocked on the door, went in, shook his hand, yes. shook his hand, because it was the morning, and said, that's the end of the road for me. He's like, mate, there might be bloody injuries. I said, well, you've got four second rows, haven't you, Vern? Didn't even tell me. He didn't even have the decency. So you talk about respect and you talk about all this stuff. He didn't even have the respect to tell me that he's taking four second rows. And I'm like... After he said to you he's only taking three. After he uh, said to me he's only taking three. Right. I was in that team for 10 years regardless. Banter aside, how many games? I, I was 63 times I played for that, that country and gave everything. All right, it might have been shit. But, I gave, <laughs> but, 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 but gave everything. And he didn't even have the decency to tell me that. And I think that is disgusting. And yeah, that no, is why forever that... I will never like the man. He might be a good coach, but for me personally, I'll never like him. That's fair enough. But my, so my question is, you, yeah. you announced retirement the next day and there was an injury. There was an injury, it? yeah. Um, uh, Blair Cowan. No, Grant Gilchrist got injured. But Blair Cowan got called up? Yeah, Blair Cowan got called up, yeah. No, no regret whatsoever. Was that purely because, do you reckon he got called up purely because you'd announced your retirement? Because obviously it's second row for back row, right? Second row gets injured, they call a back row in there. Well, yeah. And no regrets? Zero. Absolutely zero. Really? There's, there's, and, and generally now, I respect that from Jim because people, and that's deliberately why I asked the question, people will look at it and see that he'd retired from international rugby without understanding the whole story. And I knew the story because you told me this. Yeah. Without understanding the story of how it all came about, Gilchrist got injured. Gilchrist got injured, yeah. And I was like, oh, Jim, shouldn't have retired, should he? I bet he wants to come back now. But not when you got treated like that. In any walk of life, any walk of life, any job, and it happens across many rugby clubs for many players. And every coach probably needs to have a think about how they talk to players, etc. And you talk about the whole mental side of the game as well. It's massive. Uh, just, just to finish that, Goody, while we finish this subject. So 
Vern had an issue with me because I had this persona on the pitch. On the pitch or pitch? Both. Yes. In terms of no nonsense, you know, enforcer, which, you know, I'm not a fan of that. That kind of mould. Jamie Cudmore. So he had this vision of well, me being a Jamie Cudmore. Ja- Jamie Cudmore was ripped to smithereens. He yeah. was he was big, he was nasty, he was hard. Hell of a neck. <laughs> <laughs> but he had this vision of me on the pitch and he wanted that to match off the pitch and it didn't. I don't take myself... As, as people who listen to the podcast, I don't take life seriously. I don't take myself seriously. But when I was on the pitch, I took it serious. And he wanted that to transfer on both. So I just don't think he liked me for that reason. Well, we're actually joined now by uh, someone who may feel where you're coming from. Uh, Don Armand is on the phone at the moment. Don, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good in yourself, guys. Thanks for having me. No, thank you very much for coming on. Were, were you uh, surprised to, to not make the England squad this time around? Um, yes and no kind of thing, if that makes sense. Just from kind of under, like having trained with Eddie and stuff in, in the summer tour and just knowing what he wanted and just seeing the balance from the squad and seeing where he wants to go in the future kind of thing. I, I kind of knew that what my work-ons were and that I still probably would have had more and, and I kind of was half expecting him to not pick me this time. Don, Andy Good here. I've obviously been quite vociferous on it on Twitter because I think you're probably the form back rower, well comfortably the form back rower in the Premiership at the minute. I'm not just saying that because you're on the phone and you've got a lovely <laughs> a lovely long hairdo at the back, which I used to have. But um, Thanks, mate. genuine question now. So Eddie Jones talks, he talked in the press because everyone was astounded that you weren't in the squad. And Eddie Jones was like, yeah, we like our, our back rowers to run through traffic a bit. And Don, you know, he plays out in the wide channels. I've seen you play. Those <laughs> tries you scored against Montpellier, they were no wide channels. Were they? they were picking goos right through the guts. Right. Um, you know, when... I saw that as an excuse from him, uh, trying to find a reason. I know the way the brand of rugby that you play at Exeter is fantastic to watch. You carry, I've seen you carry big in traffic, and where, where, uh, is that what he's portrayed to you as well? Um, so he said that to me when I first got. So in the, in the summer tour, he said that to me, and I kind of understood his kind of system. He wanted, like what he says, is he wants loose forwards always around the ball, and obviously at Exeter, certain times of the game. Guys that are in certain positions will stay wide or or be in the middle. So I could understand then, but I think it's more like I read Ben Kay's article about needing experience and with the other guys that he's blooding in there kind of thing. And I think that made more sense to me than what what Eddie said there. So I think Eddie was like I mean there probably is some sometimes when I when I you could say I played wide when I should be in the middle, but you know I'm I've got to stick to extra system and there's nothing I can really do about that. So I think it's probably maybe he's just trying to the simplest way to kind of just move on with the where the question is to give an, give an answer that that is kind of true that no one can really argue with. And then off the back of that, with you, you obviously sat down with Rob Baxter as well. I mean, we've got a massive amount of respect for Rob and everything that you're doing down extra at the minute. You must have spoken to him about how you can get that sort of idea that Eddie Jones has got in his head out of him uh, by changing the way you play a little bit extra. Can you move to a different pod? Can you get more involved in the game that way? Um, actually, to be honest, I haven't really... I kind of <clears throat> try and not mingle the two, and we obviously had a short turnaround the week that the squad was announced. So I haven't actually sat down with Rob and had a chat. But when um when I came back from pre-season, uh, from off-season, I also didn't like I can't really change what I do at Exeter because you know if if you go out of system at Chiefs, you're kind of screwing the whole team over to make yourself look good, um, and you don't really want to do that. So you know I've gotten to where I have by sticking to system at Chiefs and. You know, like Rob said in the paper, I've kind of just got to carry on doing what I'm doing and just keep myself in Eddie's vision. Um, and hopefully if, if he sees a place for me, then, you know, I, I've trained the way he wants to train. So he's seen me train and he, he was, you know, he, he did give me good feedback from, from that. And I know you can't really say much from training compared to playing, but, you know, I think he knows that I'm capable of doing that kind of thing. But 
I think at the stage where he's at to the squad, he just he kind of needs guys that he knows can do the job so that everyone around them can kind of build up, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. And Don, it's Jim Hamilton. How are you, mate? Um, I'm good in yourself, Jim. Good. So if, if I was to go down to Exeter to local hairdressers, you mentioned your hair there. What would I ask for if I wanted a Don Arwen? What, what is that? What, what kind of lid is that? Is it a mullet? <laughs> uh, I like to call it a fin. Is that, if a, I, fin. a fin. I'm trying to avoid the old the mullet uh, thing because I think that's a very special kind of haircut. You know, it's a bit squarer. There's guys like Dickie that used to represent that very well. Mate, um, some, yeah, some great lids, mate. Yeah, my I get my haircut done in credit. I don't know if I, like, the guy. If you go in there, he'll, he'll tell you. You can ask for that. He said someone's walked in there before and said, "I want the Don Armand haircut." And he knows exactly what it is. And is it is it called the just on that? Is it called the Don Armand or the Thomas Francis? Because you both got similar stature and similar hairdo, right? It's called the fin. <laughs> it's called the fin. Okay, the um, fin. But Thomas we, we Francis, this, he's, this, he's copying you and me. He definitely, you know, he's, we've had this running discussion. He tried to pull it out that he was the one that pioneered it, but you know, I've got photographic evidence from when I was at uni and a really good backup story to why I started because you know I used to cut my own hair at uni. I was too too tight to pay for a hairdresser, but I couldn't see the back of my head, so I just used to cut what I could see and then leave the back. Blouses. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he, I just kind of softly talked him into doing it, and he's kind of he's he's done well with he's done well with what he's got to. Be fair. I think it looks good on him. Mate, he made the lions off the back of it. Um, <laughs> exactly. what, what I was going to say as well. So. It's Anglo-Welsh now. There's obviously a lot of changes uh, in the teams. A lot of guys arrested. How are Exeter taking the, this tournament? And have you got a week off? You're heading to Dubes? Is that what the Exeter boys do? You probably wouldn't even heard of Dubai down there. <laughs> no, no. Some, some of the guys talked about it. I think Harry, wants, Harry Williams wanted to go there, but obviously he's, he's a bit busy now. No, we've, we've been given... So some, a lot of the guys have been given a rest and giving guys that need game time and need a bit of exposure a chance to show what they can do in the system you know, out of an A-League kind of competition. You know, I think it's just a good good way of doing it because you know we we went hard in the european cup too so it's we've, we've been going hard at those two competitions and you know we've got such good strength and depth that you know a lot of guys have been rested but if you look at the teams that we can put out you know a lot of those guys will be playing prem first team this year and in the future don uh, we've heard a lot about um exeter's initiation uh, we've also um heard rumors about you being part of that was probably not a rumor being part of the exeter's famous uh, cookie club can you tell us more about that and i guess you'd have to wash your hands after the uh, initiation process <laughs> there's not much i can say about the initiation process i think we, we quite uh, we quite tight locked down about that but you know it's good fun it certainly helps guys feel including the team i'd say um uh, if you if you go with it and the cookie club uh cookie club i can talk about obviously you know our our headliners our most famous members obviously tank he i think he represented to a t fucking hell he's had a few um, biscuits in his time hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's done well uh, you know, we are supposed to only get together once a week and, and have treats, but, you know, I think Tank kind of, he does a lot of test, uh, taste testing on other days of the week. But, you know, he's quite he's passionate about it. You know, we will have the odd guest appearance to get a guy, you know, maybe he's not having such a great week or, you know, someone we just think, you know, we need to spend a bit of time with him and we'll we'll ask them to come and if they want to come and have a have a treat with us and the coffee. So it's not playing Soggy Biscuit, no? Um, no, you know, we haven't quite gotten that tight yet. Oh, okay. we'll get there, Sorry, I, think. I, we'll just, I did wonder. <laughs> Don, thank you very much for for joining us, and uh, all the best for the rest of the season with Exeter and uh, and and your uh, chance to go back into the England team over the over the coming season. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Don. Cheers, Don. Thanks, mate. What a good lad. Yeah. He speaks really well. He does. Because yeah. a, a lot of players who haven't been picked for England would have come on and said, you know, I've just got to work. Exactly the point you were saying. I've just got to work harder. I've got to train harder. I've got to improve on my work-ons, etc. whatever. You know, he's basically said there he's surprised, but also he's not surprised, so he doesn't agree with it. I think it's brilliant. Fair play yeah. to him. Yeah, cool. I, I think it's good. I, I, and again, like he speaks really well. And what I'm loving about Exeter is the myth. 
The myth of the initiation. What is going? What goes on down there? They just get pit. They piss on each other. Just on that England squad with uh, Don missing out. Uh, what have you guys made of it? The selections. I love the Sam Simmons selection. Um, you, you, you love him, don't you? You uh, did. You just told a lie to Don as well. What was that? To Don, you said you've been the form back row. You told me Sam Simmons was. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. True, true. I, mean, I agree. They're I both, think I, both, both of them. Mate, both of them have been for me have been standout. Yeah, they stand- have. And Sam Simmons is so bloody powerful and quick. Stand out. And um, Sam Underhill's in. in yeah, he in is. It. Yeah. Did you yeah. watch him at the weekend? And I, I'm not here to bag people, but I did watch the game. He, quiet, th- wasn't he? He was poor. He wasn't quiet. He was extremely poor. I just don't know whether he was carrying an injury or the excitement of the England camp, but I'm a big fan of him. Eugene Hickey's tweeted in, does Marcus Smith deserve his squad inclusion, in your opinion? So shout out to Eugene. Uh, I did a dinner at the end of the season for, I believe it's Shottery Rugby Club up, up near Stratford, and he was the first team legend. He's basically... Remember the old Jim Hamilton? Yeah. The absolute Jimbo. Lad. Jimbo. Remember Jimbo? Yeah. So Eugene is Jimbo of, I'm sure it's Shottery. Hero. Um, and he basically runs the ship, goes out on the smash, doesn't get in until six, rocks up the next day, trains hard. Uh, good bloke. Sat next to him at dinner. Um, does Marcus Smith deserve his position? Of course I, he does. So I sit here now, and Marcus Smith is it's his first year in the Premiership. He's obviously playing pretty well for Quinns. I sit there and I look at the makeup of the squad. And I know Eddie Jones has talked about having his apprentices in there to make the tea and clean the boots, etc., etc. But my thing on it is you've got five fly halves in the squad. Yeah, but he's not going to play, is he? He's in there for the experience. That's why I'm to overtake George Ford hopefully in two months' time. No, George Ford played really well yesterday. Um, But is he there on form? Mate, he's, 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 well, I wouldn't say he's necessarily there on form. He's pick, on there because... If, you pick, yeah, if you're picking five fly halves, he's there on form because he's the fifth choice. Yeah, but of course you'd have him in there. If but you then can. you look at the makeup of the squad. You've got five fly halves. You've got Farrell, Ford, Piers Francis, Alex Zosky and Marcus Smith. Do you not think, right... Five fly halves, weird. Do you, they only used to pick two when I was Matt, playing. I'm, That's I'm, why I never Matt, got I'm, fucking picked. I'm throwing something out there. Yeah. And a lot of teams do, like, fly half is, is, is the main position. Do you not think England, if Owen wasn't playing, would struggle? I don't think we struggle. Well, it depends who we're playing against. If Owen wasn't playing, we played Scotland, we'd probably win by 30, not 50. Mate, um, genuinely, I'm looking at that England back line. With George Ford, Teo's injured. Am I right in saying that? Yep. So Teo's injured. So say uh, say Farrell's injured, right? So you go George Ford, then who do you go? Because well, no, well, Henry Trinder, who I think is the form centre no, in the, the Premiership. Form, Slade's the Mate, form I disagree. Slade, Slade, Mate, is, Henry, Slade oh, oh, is not as good as Trinder. He isn't on their day. He isn't. Consistently Slade. Trinder's is... Mate, Slade's uh, been good Trin, this season. Mate, Trin's X fa- is X-Factor, and I, I think he's a really good player. Henry Slade is now backing it up week in, week out, playing at a, a top, top team. Don't get me wrong, I really rate Trinder, and I think he, if he can put another run of games together towards the Six Nations, he could be in there. And you then look at who the other 13s are. I think now the 10-12-13 should be on form, Ford at 10, Farrell at 12, um, and Slade at 13. Take Farrell out of that. Well, I can't because he's, he's fit. But okay. yeah, he's our most important player. Um, uh, Goody, just on there, Thomas Hogan uh, came in and just said, can you see Slade playing? Yeah, Thomas Hulk Hogan. Uh, uh, can you see Slade playing 13 for England with Faz at 12, which you said you can, but doesn't that leave the back line a little underpowered? Well, who are you going to pick at 13 then? Slade this year, and I said it last week and I've said it recently as well, Slade this year, he's doing the hard-nosed stuff. That game against Montpellier... Mate, he's banging people he's as ba- well. He's banging people, he's making hard yards... 
you know, people look at the size, people get obsessed with size and go, oh, you need a big unit in there. Well, if you don't pick Slade at 13, your choices are Jonathan Joseph or Elliot Daly. Elliot Daly's got a knee injury. Who else you playing at 13 in that squad? Jonathan, jo- Jonathan Joseph isn't more physical than Henry. Henry Slade is way more physical than Jonathan Joseph. Jonathan Joseph has got very good attributes, different attributes, but Slade's a tougher, tougher character for me than... Um, or, yeah. than JJ that's all I'm saying I'm just saying that England look underpowered in the backs without Farrell like, that's what I'm but saying the, but mm. what I'm in saying term- yeah yeah but Farrell's there if Farrell doesn't play I completely agree with you if Farrell gets injured Farrell's our most important player without a shadow of a doubt whether you pick him at 10 or 12 with the fact that Theo's injured I think Lozowski could be covering or Piers Francis are covering 12 as well Piers Francis hasn't played a lot this year. Played at 10 at the weekend. Um, and it looks okay. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, and that's the thing. We are short of... But take Farrell out of the equation. Your next best 12, who is it? There you go. Because Tio's injured. Because you could you could stick Tio in there off the Lions form or whatever. And Tio, you give him the ball, geez, he, he is bloody good. He'll step off his right. I lined him up once. Is <laughs> that how long he's out yeah. for? I'm loving this interaction yeah. off, the, off the cuff. So Elliot Daly's out. And Rockin' Dungoonie's come in. How do you say his surname? Rockin' Rockin' Dungoonie. Okay. So Rockin' Dungoonie. I just go Rockin' Dungoonie. So you you go to Nandolo as well, the big massive unit from Montpellier. Uh, from Montpellier. The Fijian way is all silent N, so Nandolo. As in Nando's. As in Nando's, yeah. Yeah. So how would you say Nando's then? Well, you just say Nando's. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Rock and Dungoonie's in. Um, Great finish at the weekend. The issue is for England, Johnny May, who's not an issue, Johnny May is a nailed on to be in that team on the left wing. His form dictates that he didn't go on the Lions tour, etc., but his form dictates for Leicester, he is our first choice left winger. You then have, Rock, do you put Rock and Dungoonie on the other wing? I can't believe that he wasn't even in the squad. No, Rock and Dungoonie. Who? Rock and Gungoonie. <laughs> um, no, and rightly so, but this is where, speaking to Don Armand earlier, you talk about the balance of the back three, you talk about the balance of players. Johnny May is an absolute space cadet. He talks about the chicken voices in his head and stuff like that. He's an unbelievable, ball in hand, unbelievable runner, makes things happen, amazing finisher. But in terms of a tactical rugby player, you play with him at Gloucester, right? Yeah. Not so much. Well, I, I think, and again, I might be old school in my thinking, that you want your wingers to be unbelievable under the high ball like Tommy Seymour that's what you want your wingers to be because a lot of it is tactical mm. like you're not going to get that space to be running in tries from 40-50 metres that you get in the Viva Premier so when, when, you, when you've got Johnny May on one wing you then have to look at the other wing and you look at the balance of the back three you've got Watson and Mike Brown as the two fullbacks. do you play Watson on the wing I he's played very well wing. or do you play Watson at fullback and then another X-Factor winger like Rockin' Aguni is an X-Factor winger Johnny May is an X-Factor winger but they could also be found out in certain other situations do you risk playing them together against Samoa? Of course you can. Against the Aussies? Probably can't. So that's where you look at the balance of the squad. That's where Elliot Daly would probably go on the wing. You know, you look at his form for the Lions and how he played on the wing out there. Mm. So you look at the balance of, of players, um, and that's probably why Rockin' and Gooney didn't get in. I was surprised he didn't get in and Denny Solomone did. on A, on form, but also B, on the fact that Solomone went on the piss uh, in the England get-together in the summer. With Manu and Trash the Hotel. And, With Manu. Yeah, I made that up about Trash the Hotel. <laughs> um, but, fair, you know, th- we've got some finishes, my God. What have you guys made of the other squad? Um, well, I, I haven't even looked at the Scotland squad because no one cares. I do. So, oh, Scotland... I did say, go on. Uh, Chris Harris 
at Newcastle, so outside centre. Played with him a few years ago. As we say, good mate of mine. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's your mate. <laughs> but I generally think he deserves a, a shot up there. Yeah, and Luke Hamilton. Yeah. Leicester back row. Out, out of the blue as well. Yeah, I, I didn't even know he was Scottish. Saw his name, like that's a Scottish name. I had no idea. So he's in there. Uh, Richie Gray's injured. Yep. Greg Laidlaw's injured. Yep. John Barkley's back because yep. he's been injured with a concussion, I think. Mate, Scotland look good. Mate, they genuinely do. Gregor Townsend speaking to him the other week. Scotland, mate, dark horses. Tell That's me what we always no, say. Okay. No, I think they've no. got a genuine chance of what? Of doing something decent against so we've got the All Blacks. So we've got Samoa at first. Do you remember what happened last time we played the All Blacks? Do you remember? Yes. The All Blacks, I was up there. The All Blacks rolled Sent the shags out. up. Yeah. And they, and they almost got undone. Bladelaw missed a penalty. And really Thrush close. did a pick and go. Yeah. What a name, Thrush. But the, the uh, all <laughs> and, when he plays with Sa- mate, and when he plays with Savage in the second row at Gloucester, yeah. Savage Thrush, mate. Oh my word, it's never thought about it. Horrible yeah. scenes. Oh, imagine, having, imagine having Savage Thrush. Well, I, I think, I, I'm not saying that they're going to beat New Zealand, I'm just saying that they're in, they're in a good position. I don't think they've got any chance. But talking about Scottish rugby players, uh, the centre that plays for... Hugh Jones. Stormers. Oh, yeah. Western Province, yeah. He was unbelievable in the Curry Cup final. Did he play? Yeah. Mate, he's... He's, Man, he got MOM. He's class. He was class for Scotland as well, and he wrecked his knee against Australia. Yeah, good play when they won. Let's look at the Premiership quickly, um, Goody. I, I guess you want to talk about wasps. Oh, how good were wasps? I mean, how good were wasps at the weekend? Back on track. Basically, it's like Mate, how Saracen- bad are Northampton? No, it's not how bad they are. You know, awful. You know, last a couple of weeks ago we talked about Saris. You know, they went to Northampton and dominated them. Well, you know what? Wasps did the same. I guess the clinical nature of what they did, you know, six visits into the 22 and four tries. Oh, all right, <laughs> oh, weird So you're fi- the weird fish is finally watching some Premiership rugby and doing his research. I didn't watch it. I just got told by the stick. <laughs> oh, um, I'm hearing rumours, Goody. Go we haven't spoken about this. The money man at Wasps is pulling out. Uh, what, I guarantee you he's, he's not. pulling out all over your back. It, well, <laughs> Derek Richardson, the owner of Wasps, is 100%... Not pulling out. Okay. Well, you know better than me. I'm just going from what I've well, heard. Just, and Di Young's going to Wales. 100%. Wasps. The money man's never pulling out. All right. Okay. Um, they're in a good place now. They're, you know, It was always going to click at some point. When you've got that quality in your squad, at some point, it was. You know, they've, they've been through tough times. And teams go through that roller coaster of form and fitness and results. And they've had some tough results. They lost two games at home. They should have won. Quinns and Bath lost two away games that most teams will lose Saracens and Exeter and everyone's like oh the wheels are off oh they put Quinns to bed last week in the Champions Cup and they've gone away to Northampton and got a bonus point which top four 100% top four the top four this year will be exactly the same as it has been for the last two years all right so Worcester lost again on the weekend but but did you see the the fans at the stoop yeah I didn't see what happened what happened Goody well well, Worcester, you know, Worcester fans, you know, I, got, I did all right at Worcester, bonded with the fans. Um, bondage with the fans. We had a load of bondage with the fans in dungeons and stuff, but uh, 18 Worcester Warriors fans went dressed as Andy oh, was that? I saw the tweet of that. Yeah, they went dressed as Andy Goode. Yeah, a lot of them were Bellies in... Bellies out every- Oh, mate, some of them were in hanging shape. I Bellies was actually out like, everywhere. Yeah, you look like Goody, you look like Goody. <laughs> exactly. And apparently, they, you know, people from... I had so many comments and tweets about it all. People at the, at the stoop where Worcester lost to uh, Quinns at the weekend they were just singing all game we all want a team of Andy Goods a team, team of Andy, Andy Goods a team, team of Andy, Andy Boobs <laughs> <laughs> there you go so yeah good effort by the Worcester fans and actually now you talk about that Worcester got two bonus points away at Quinns without stating the obvious you do the math as good as a draw so it could come down Worcester could hedge themselves back yeah. ahead Irish played well at the weekend today in Surrey Saracens were poor Farrell, what, Farrell was poor he missed a few sitters didn't he windy, yeah. windy as folk 
It was. It's quite windy there that you, you don't pick up. But I didn't really enjoy playing at Allianz Park as a goal kicker. Yeah. Because the wind is brutal there. But what I did love about the game at the weekend, massive shout out to Petrus Duplessis. I love oh. it when a player goes back to his old club and just makes his ex-teammates look really good. This is hilarious. Well, we were texting leading up to the game. We're on a group chat, the Harpenden Massive. So basically, the, the richest players in the team lived in Harpenden. I was amongst them. Well, St Albans has got a bit more cash than Harpenden. But... So we were tweeting, uh, texting each other on the group chat. So me, Jackson Ray, Scout Brits... Um, Vincent Cock, Callum Clark's on there, amongst others, and Petrus. Hold on, you didn't even so. play with Callum Clark. I know, I invited him on. I'm the uh, admin, so they're on there. Admin, Duncan man. Taylor. So there's a few few of the lads on there. And I, we were texting Para during the week, and we were saying... Para being Petrus Duplessis. Petrus Duplessis. We were texting Petrus during the week, saying, how are the preparations going for London Irish? Keep it under 50, all the general jokes. And then we kind of got to a stage where we said, Mako's coming for you. And we meant at scrum time, but obviously Petrus being a bit weird, he didn't know what we were on about. He's like, if he comes for me, I'm the best human speed bump there, there is out there. And then we were saying, look, Mako's going to get the ball, he's going to run over you. And he's like, I guarantee you that's not going to happen. He I'm said a... he was going to smoke him. Yeah, he was saying he was going to smoke him. He said if that bloke runs at me, and he didn't call him a bloke, did he? He called him all sorts of other names. Yeah, he did, yeah. From, what, from what I saw. Hanging bloke. And then... With ears like... Cabbages. Exactly. First line out of the game, or one of the first line outs that Saracens get couple of players off there next thing Mako lines para or Petrus Dupasi as we know him straight up runs straight over him from 25 metres out you couldn't even write it and belly, belly's hanging out of you he? he was absolutely on the absolutely hanging and then we, we so obviously I've seen the game screenshotted the, the visual of him running over him para, oh, it was Blair Cowan's man it was Blair Cowan's one of those man. that blames other people yeah he's yeah, a blamer we go. he's a blamer yeah, we just go. got to be honest with yourself just do what you could do Andy Rowe exactly. well, he could do Andy Rowe could do fuck all look at him well, mate, you run at me, I'll put you on your ass. Hold on, hold on. I believe there is a challenge there for the next live show. No, I'm looking at Andy Rose Crotch. Have you got a camel toe? <laughs> yeah, I, got, yeah, I wonder what he's hung like. I reckon there's a huge bush. He's a kiwi, isn't he? Of course he is. I'm manscaped. There's no, do you? You don't keep the downstairs tidy, do you? Of course I do. You see my girlfriend, you should, I don't think she'd let me away with... Oh, no, I have. That's a straight bush on bush, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Julian Sevier uh, has been rumoured to go to Quinns. Have you guys heard about this? Uh, I did hear about it. Um, and I also, basically, so there's a whole rumour mill that was going around that Julian Sevier was signed on a short-term deal. Because he's out of form, he's not been picked for the All Blacks tour. There's a load of stuff in the press about him back home, isn't there? I watched um, the NPC final at the Can- weekend. Canterbury. Richie Monger. How good is he? Well, he's playing for the What's Barbers. What's Richie Monger. Mwanga. Mwanga. He's playing against the Barbars this weekend. Um, for the Barbars against the All Blacks. Mate, yeah. he was class. From yeah. my limited knowledge of a fly-off, I just saw him he's running tries. Rugby, I mean, I mean talking, it was touch. He's the one who carved it for the Crusaders. He's the one that made that big break and just got mowed down, but he's he is good on his feet. Good player. I watched him play, but he's a good player. But you talk about NPC, it's literally like, what do you think, it's championship level? Well, I thought here. the standard was really good. Good, he's shaking his head. He's like, no. Well, let's talk about Franks at London Irish. Oh, Jim, you're a, you're a big fan. Oh, World word. Cup winner, double World he's Cup winner. He's got big, isn't he? All I'm saying is, he, you know that Chris Brown song? He's playing loyal. <laughs> He's loyal to London Irish. A loyal man. On half a million pound, I'd be loyal. Any other rumours? Yeah, I mean, Surveyor's not going to Quinns. His, miss, no. his missus spoke for him. Well, she's about to have a baby. So that's not happening. Nizam Carr at Don't Wasps. He'll bat row. Sign a three-month deal. I saw that today. One for you, though, Jim. And I like this player. I think he's really good. Nathan Earl. Yeah. Sarries. Quinns. I heard he's going to Quinns. Yeah. How good is he? Very good. Two good finishes at the weekend. He's a good player, he is. I, I, I guarantee, if I had a mortgage, 
of the million pound mansion or to oh, 1.2 million. If I had a mortgage, I would put it on the fact that he is hung like an absolute horse. Genuinely, you have never seen anything like it in your life. <laughs> there we go. I you knew know, it. Do you know an aubergine? It's like that. Mm. It is obscene. Scary. Green. Like genuinely. His bant is shocking though. His banter. Yeah. We're in, where were we? Marbella? It could have been Bordeaux. We might have been up the mountains. I can't remember. We were somewhere. All sorts of different places. And he just used to stand there with his shirt off and he is ripped to the chiselers, cycling shorts on. And it was like, have you got a baseball bat down there? And <laughs> he was like a magnet. He was like, literally like a magnet. Yeah. So I was there. I was like the fridge door. Just watching it. Yeah, I was like the fridge door. And he Cleaning was... it as well. <laughs> Mate, so smelly. <laughs> so smelly. Let's go to the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah, there's a, f- a few good bits. Newcastle Falcons. I couldn't believe it when I saw this. They sold out their first game since 2008. My God, I swear when I played up there, there were sellouts every week. But fair play. Credit to them. They sold it out against Leicester yesterday. So the good is the commercial and ticketing department and marketing department. Not necessarily the rugby because that didn't come up to scratch. But I couldn't believe, could not believe that result. Genuinely. I'm, I'm a fan of Leicester as well, as we know. But I think I thought Leicester off the back of two tough weeks. Yep. To go up there and win the way that they did. Poor by Newcastle. Well, or good by Leicester, because they're my next shout-out. And especially one of Jim's favourite players, George Ford. He dominated the game. Game management. Him against Toby Flood, no contest. His kicking out of hand was outstanding. Just understanding of how to run a game. He was top-notch. So they were on the front foot, Leicester? No, they weren't. They must have been. Tactically, his kicking was unbelievable. But you add that in with a masterful performance from... Toulouse Veanu, the best footwork you've ever seen. He steps Alex Tate from about seven metres away and Alex Tate just stands there and looks at him going, oh my days, couldn't get a finger on him. Um, he was ridiculous, his footwork was great. So obviously Leicester were pretty good. Gloucester, we've given them a bit of baggage on here, haven't we? I watched that game, Gloucester were very good. They toughened right up, didn't they? Ed Slater, physically, him and Savage were all over the place. Mate, I'm a big fan of Savage. So how big's he? Mate. I was at the gym with him today, believe it or not. Stop, Mate, stop it, yeah, Jim. Yeah, we're at the gym. He's benching gym. 180, you're benching Well, it's, it's actually in bad. I go in there like full shell suit on Which because uh, David Lloyd in Gloucester. Yeah. I go full shell suit. Do you suit. still go in and go, yeah, play for Gloucester? Yeah. Shell I'm suit? His, well, yeah, I can't go in there in shorts and a vest with Not him. with those fucking spaghetti arms. His arms. Hide the arms. Mate, I, generally, I'd seen him, in, he lives in Cheltenham, right? Yeah. So I saw him there when I lived there. Oh my God, he's huge. His arms, yeah, the biggest things I've ever seen. Yeah, he, he was. I thought Gloucester were really good defensively. They were. I thought they were fantastic. So Gloucester pretty good. Obviously, Owen Williams massive testicles to kick the winning conversion uh, after the time was up. But just mentioned Leicester five wins on the spin in the Premiership. That's pretty key. Um, Chris Ashton, another mate of yours, Jim. You like Ashley, don't you? You're good mates, you're tight. Just a lovely all round decent bloke. And he'd rip your blazers to smithereens, isn't he? Did. He did. Um, 70 metre finish. <laughs> Absolutely. Was he playing 15 this week? No, he not? played on the wing, back on the okay. wing. 70 metre finish. Decent finish for Toulon against my old club, Breve. He didn't literally, I commentated on the game, didn't touch the ball in the first half. Well, I, I tweeted, I was watching it, and you were commentating, I listened to it. How bad? What, Chris Ashton or? Toulon, man. Well, the there's no, the coaching's. Abysmal, is it? Mate, is that what you're going to say? I was just going to say that... Fabian like, Gautier is a good coach there, right? He's absolutely... Yeah! <laughs> he's a cowboy, mate. So, Ashy's finished. That was special. Um, Wasps, we're back on the horse. We are back on the horse. And we're cantering. We've gone to Northampton. You're cantering? Yeah, mate. Two mate, wins you've on played the spin- maybe the second mate, worst team in the Premiership. 
hold on, they've been top of the Premiership. No, we we propelled mate, them know. back to the top of we the did. Premiership. You, mate, you know. Who else has been there in the last 10 months? Who else has been there in the last 10 months and won at at the Saints just Surrey's so Wasps are back you know Northampton are garbage Wasps were good Uh, then we're going to go to three players and it's always nice to shout out individual players on this pod we're going to start off with another mate of yours Richard Wigglesworth 250th Premiership game that's a decent innings that's a hell of a great innings hell of an innings Rory Best 200 Ulster caps uh, at the weekend poor performance against Leinster but 200 caps and then Will Welsh 200 appearances for the mighty tune Newcastle Falcons and he has made some tackles in his time. Mainly when I played at 10, I just shouted, yours, Will. <laughs> so I probably got him a contract extension for looking good. But the good this week, we mentioned it earlier, it goes to the Worcester Warriors fans. 18 of them went dressed as me to the Quinns game and just sang my name the whole time. It's nice to have a bit of respect from an old club and the fans. So credit to those fans. They look like shit. I was a little bit disappointed there was no red cycling shorts. But they pulled off the lookalike pretty well they did they look good and another shout out to Matt Smith he got 150 for Leicester oh he did yeah 150 yeah. not out yeah. and not many people know Matt Smith but yeah. he's uh, the glue at Leicester he is the glue the bad we're going to Bath their last 50 seconds so Gloucester are behind by four points Owen Williams knocks the ball on on the 22 now I guarantee Saracens who get possession back with 50 seconds to go with advantage for a knock on you can pick and go backwards and kill the clock They've gone fortuitously. He's gone straight to Reese Priestland. and he's banged it into touch. You've gifted Gloucester another opportunity to have possession. And with the new laws about penalties after the 80th minute, you can kick to the corner. Eventually, they score and lose the game. So that was pretty bad by Bath. Um, we're going to go. I like giving refs a bit of abuse at the minute. How bad? And TMOs. How bad are some of the refs? Some of them are bloody garbage. Dan Robson. We go back to the Wasps game. Saw it. Dan Robson scores a perfectly legitimate try. This touchy has put his flag up. And he's tiptoed down the touchline. When it's that close, and he's got the try clearly scored in terms of ball down over the try line. Just use it. Use, use it. the TMO. Anyway, linesman's put his flag up. Referee's gone, oh, no, what do you want me to do? I think it was Luke, Luke Pierce. Was yeah, the ref. it was Luke Pierce. He's gone, oh, I don't know what to do. You know, you know, nothing Decent armour's on him, Luke Pierce. He's yeah. been down the gym. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He's got some pipes on him. Uh, he's gone, oh, nothing I can do, you know. And like Joe Launchbury's like, it's Look, shown on the big screen. Everyone's looking, it's a clear try. He's like, well, there's nothing I can do now. TMO. But that's the thing. I think they can go back. They go back for foul play. Yeah. Mate, you talk about points needed at the end of the season's point, points difference. That could be, well, maybe not because they went on to smash them, but you know, that could be a second to third. Do you know what I mean? Be, on points yeah. difference yeah. in the Home end. Home semi-finals. Half a million quid in the bank yeah. in terms of ticket revenue, etc., etc. Like, these Huge are big, big calls. And nowadays, with the technology, we shouldn't be seeing stuff like that because it's village. Like, it let's is. be honest. Like That's village, isn't it? Yeah, pretty well. Luckily, it didn't have an effect on the, on the game and Four tries, etc., but pretty poor. And then the ugly, there's only one ugly thing for me this week, and it's the whole Marlon Yard situation. Obviously, hasn't rocked up to training the week before last, didn't get picked for the Wasps game in the Champions Cup because of the disciplinary issues, was then named to play in the A-League on a Monday night. I think it was away at Gloucester as punishment or as earn your respect back from the boys. Didn't play in that game. Has tried to manoeuvre himself away from the club, big fallout, big attitude problems, and what we hear is he's off to sale. So the whole thing's a little bit ugly, a little bit pedantic, a little bit... It's a little bit football. It is like, a little bit football. Because you, it's a little bit leave it. But you, yeah, you talk about it now. Can you think of a player in these circumstances that has gone to another, like a premiership club to a premiership club mid-season? Can you can you think of anyone that's got that's gone like that, that's high profile? It's like, yeah, you know, bad yeah, attitude, like he's gone who? Well, not bad attitude, but I can. Okay. Uh, myself. Where? 
left Saracens to go back to Leicester mid-season. Yeah, but that wasn't the case. I got sacked two days after. I got sacked two days after the World Cup final. Yeah. They thought they'd signed Chris Latham. Story for another pod. Story for another pod. Thanks very much, Goody. That is the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Um, don't forget to subscribe to us on Twitter. Uh, check out Eventbrite if you fancy coming along to December's live show on Twickenham. Uh, and unfortunately, we haven't been able to get hold of Joe Marler. He uh, has an answer to We're scared. It's as simple as that. Would you, you Really? Would you come on and accept the challenge in a red collar match with me for the red red, red collar match? What's a red, red. collar? What's a red collar match? Th- you know what I'm thinking of. Oh, mate, all, thinking? I, all I'm seeing is a red boxing glove going into his face. That's I'm just thinking red, red mist, red blood. I reckon he'd get underneath you and do you over. No chance. Well, maybe next week we'll get him on. Thank you very much for joining us on the rugby pod. All right, rugby pod. Pod, pod, pod. pod.